Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Friends, today it's about betrayal on this last Wednesday of our liturgical year. In John chapter 13, verses 21 to 30, we see that Judas goes from being a friend and a close ally of Jesus to the betrayer. So let's hear this passage. We hear in sacred scripture, When Jesus had said this, he was deeply troubled and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After he took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, What are you going to do? Do quickly. Now none of those reclining at table realized why he had said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, Buy what we need for the feast, or to give something to the poor. So he took the morsel and left at once, and it was night. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever been betrayed, friends? Maybe by a family member or friend, somebody in your parish, somebody you work with or go to school with, somebody who you trusted and they broke your trust. I wonder if, for the most part, each of us can say that we've felt betrayal in some capacity. If your answer is no, you haven't been betrayed, praise God. But it might be coming. So how do we respond? Those who said yes to the question, you have been betrayed, how do we respond? Jesus once again shows that he knows the betrayal will take place. It's not a surprise to him. It shouldn't be a surprise to us either. Jesus once again models how we are to respond as a result of the betrayal. Jesus could have never even chosen Judas to be part of his twelve to begin with. He could have chosen somebody else who would be more faithful like St. John And yet Jesus still allows Judas to be around, giving him the opportunity to turn from his ways, to not be the betrayer. And yet Judas still wants to be that guy. So many times for us two friends, we might think that division and distance is the answer. And yet sometimes for a variety of reasons, We need to allow that person who might hurt us to remain close to us. Now, this doesn't mean that God expects us to be a punching bag 
to be stabbed in the heart or even worse, in the back, over and over repeatedly. It doesn't mean we're to take the domestic violence in our marriage. It doesn't mean we have to feel guilty about calling facts on our mom and dad who might be abusing us physically, emotionally, psychologically, or spiritually. It doesn't mean that we can continue to be belittled by somebody, whether they be a bully at work or at school, or someone who just continues to treat us like we're nothing. That's not what we're talking about here. We aren't enabling poor behavior. Jesus doesn't encourage Judas to do what he's doing. He just says, if you're going to do it, do it quickly. Jesus knows that his cross is coming. He doesn't run from it. He embraces it. There are many ways in which we, too, might be betrayed by individuals or by outside sources. How many of you might feel betrayed by your body? You eat well. You exercise well. And yet you might still face an ailment of some kind, whether it comes because of your genes the job you do, or the environment you live in. Sometimes we can be betrayed by what appears the external factors around us too. And so we can either be down in the dumps, we can keep our barriers high, no longer trusting anyone or anything, or we can be like Jesus, who continues to love despite the betrayal. He loves Judas to the end. He continues to trust the other 11 disciples who, yes, will betray him on a lesser level, but continue to deepen their relationship with the Lord. Jesus is patient with each of us because it's easy to nail Judas to the cross and condemn him for what he did. But sometimes, friends, when you and I choose sin over God's love, are we not betraying his love and trust? When we choose sin over his commandments, are we not like Judas in our behavior, in our words, in our actions? What if God was to be short with us? Where would that leave us? Indeed, Jesus shows his mercy. He shows his compassionate side. He wishes that Judas would use the gift of free will and make a choice that is pleasing to him. He hopes the same for us too. It's easy to get caught up in the times where we have been loving, faithful, and humble friends of the Lord. What's important for us to identify is the fact that when we are the opposite and when we betray him, this is where it shows how much the sacrament of God's mercy is so vital, a God who is compassionate, slow to anger, and gives us a second and millionth chance when it comes to the sacrament of reconciliation. But even in the sacrament of healing, friends, we are called not to abuse the sacrament and just betray the Lord and just say, well, human beings sin, so it is what it is. So for each of us, we need to look within. Let's not look at Judas and Judas-like people in our lives and blame them for their betrayals. Yes, indeed, their betrayals hurt us. 
just like Judas, hurt Jesus very much. And his betrayal also hurt the disciples very much too. They did this to Jesus. And so we need to start to look and say, I don't want to do this to Jesus. I don't want to let him down. I want to be more like Mary, the faithful and perfect disciple. I want to be less like Judas in the instances in which he chose to turn his back on the Lord. And yet, even when we betray him, Jesus still loves us. He forgives us and calls us to be reconciled in the beautiful parable of the prodigal father and son, where the father does not condemn the son for running away and squandering all his money and property with prostitutes and dissolute living. It's the merciful father with open arms that inspires us. Friends, for some of us, we've been dealing with struggling with that betrayal of a loved one or someone we trusted to this very day. Let us ask the Lord to help us to overcome those feelings of hurt, the ability to love, to forgive, to let go what happened to us so that we can continue to live a freedom free from that betrayal free from the hurt that came as a result of, and knowing that we please God when we act and think and do what he does. If Jesus can forgive, he's asking us to do the same. That doesn't mean that the wrong done to us is negated. That doesn't mean that it's any less inappropriate. It means for us to be fully aware that God sees everything and God will handle the justice that needs to come. He's just calling us to be compassionate. Today, let's use this example of betrayal to pray for those who have been betrayed, to pray for those who feel bad about their betrayals so that they can come to ask for mercy and be reconciled and that the people they've hurt will accept them. Not what they did, but accepting them as a brother or sister in Christ. How do we deal with betrayal? Let's deal with it like Jesus did. And then, freed from the shackles of the hurt and the wrong done from us, we can move forward with time, with healing, and with God's grace. For God's Playbook, friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.